You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 80th episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you like today's podcast, be sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at the Relationship Center on Facebook and Instagram. Today, I have a very special guest, Conchetta Jones. Conchetta is a certified personal development and confidence coach. It was after working with the coach that she decided to become a coach herself. She loves motivating and inspiring women and girls to follow their dreams and to live unafraid and unapologetically. And she often uses her life as an example. She was a teen mom at 16 and a young wife at 17 and often felt like life had passed her by. It was those feelings that finally motivated her to step out of her comfort zone and do the thing. And I can tell you, Conchetta Jones is doing the thing. <laughs> Welcome, Conchetta. I'm really glad you were able to join us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So do you want to talk to my audience about we won't go all the way back to 16, but okay. let's, <laughs> by the way, I really enjoyed reading your life's pieces that you put on Facebook. It was like a cliffhanger. I kept waiting <laughs> to hear the next thing. And, and while I've known you for quite a while, I didn't know a lot of those things. So it was really <laughs> awesome that you shared them in that public way. So I wanted to thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> what made you decide to work with a coach yourself? So basically, believe it or not, it started as a fluke. It started as I'm going to show her that she can't help me. You know, back in the time when I started working with a coach, life coach was the buzzword. Everybody was its life coach. And I was like, I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing, what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. And so I met my first coach at a networking event. She was a very personable young lady, and she kept trying to bring it up. And I just kept shutting her down because I don't need you to tell me what to do. I know what to do. And so we started talking about her daughter and Girl Scouts. And that's how she got in. We were talking about Girl Scouts. And I said to myself, I you know, left her that night, went home, and I said, you know what? I think I'm going to give this a try so I can show this young girl that she can't tell me you know, anything. I don't need a coach. And so that's how I started. It started out with, I want to show her that she can't tell me what I, you know, what I need to do. So that's how it started. And little did I know, yes, she could tell me. And it, <laughs> it changed my whole life working with the life coach. Wow. Can you say a little bit more about that? What was it that was so life-changing? With my first coach, and I like to give her, you know, her props. It was Danae Macklin. And I know Danae. She's Danae awesome. Was my, yeah, she is awesome. And with that, you know, I had all these ideas and things that I wanted to do, but I wasn't doing them. So with working with her and having that accountability, she took things that I had in my head and she had me put it on paper. And then she gave me deadlines and I would do the things because I knew that the next week I was going to have to report out. And so it was just that accountability and that support. So whenever I had an event or had something, she was there. So knowing that I had the support, and, you know, and then I could ask the questions and then the resources that she brought with her, it just made it a great experience. So I worked with Danae. I think we coached three years. And then I started coaching with Danae's coach, Monique. 
And that's when I decided that life coaching was just, yes, it's the accountability and, you know, having that support system that I think is great. I always tell people, you don't need a coach, but a coach will help you get to where you want to be a lot faster than you'll get there on your own. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to become a coach? Because now you are a coach extraordinaire yourself. Just the experience that I had with working with both of them, it made me want to do the same thing with the women that I came into contact with. And it's like, I know where I was stuck and just working with them brought out all these things. And a lot of the things that I'm doing now, it's things that I talked about with them. It was still in my head and not a fact. And so it's like, you know what? I had a great experience. I want to motivate and inspire women the same way. And so I decided to become a coach. So who are these women that you work with? Because I know you have multiple women and different groups. Can you talk about that? Yes. My coaching, basically, I work with women that are 40 plus because those are the women that they're at a point in their life where a lot of them are thinking, well, you know what? I've made my decisions. There are things that I didn't do. And so it's too late now. And so I work with women with letting them know that as long as you have life, you can do the things that you want to do. And so basically I have, like you said, groups of women that I work with. So a lot of the times in my coaching, it's women that want to start a business or write a book or just lit travels, all the things that they've wanted to do and just needed that little push. And then I also work with women in one of my workshops or areas I used to be a model. And so modeling, a lot of times people think it's just also oh, easy and they don't really think a lot about models, but it's really hard work and you need dedication and you need motivation and you need drive. And so a lot of those things that I teach the women, it's coming from that fashion modeling background, but it's basically a self-esteem program. And a lot of times what's stopping women from doing the things that they want to do is they lack the self-esteem to just do it. And so those are the groups of women that I work with, women that are just ready to live their life on their terms. A lot of times women are so concerned and so worried about what other people are going to say, that people are going to say they're too old or they don't know enough or people are going to laugh at them and they're stuck in their heads. So a lot of the women that I work with, we need to get them out of their heads. I help them to just start living their life unapologetically and just do what they want to do and not be concerned because if people are going to talk about you, they're going to talk about you anyway, no matter what you do. So you might as well live your life and enjoy it instead of wondering and worrying about what they are going to, what people they are going to say. Isn't that the truth? Sitting here as a 60-year-old myself, it's kind of comical to me to think of a 40-year-old thinking their life is over because I know last year, my 60th year during the pandemic, I decided to change my whole business model, hire a marketing agency and start a new project called Mental Freedom. And I project that I'm working till I'm 93, not because I have to work till I'm 93, but I want to work. I love what I do. And I know you love what you do too. I do. I do. I find motivating and inspiring and coming up with new things and just living life. So when I talk to certain women and they're like, I just want to retire. I just want to sit on my in my rocking chair on my porch. I'm just waiting for retirement. I can't really, it aggravates me, you know, and I have to remove myself because I'll say something that it's like, you have a lot of life left in you. 
And now it's the time that you want to retire from the life that you've been living, the job that nine to five. But if you were to do some things that you really wanted to do, you wouldn't want to retire. So think about it that way. I totally agree with that. I feel like people wait to retire so that they can relax. And it's like, you can relax while you're working. You can take that time for yourself. And I know you're big into self-care too. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what you share with your clients about self-care. You know, a lot of times people look at self-care and they think it's something extra that they can do or should do. But self-care to me, it's like it's my responsibility. It's like I have to do it just like I wash my face, brush my teeth, go to work, pay my bills. That's how self-care is. It's something that I have to do. You have to take care of your body. You have to take care of your mind. And so that's what I tell my ladies. They feel guilty, like they should always be doing something. And I can relate because, you know, many years ago when I was first married, I just felt like I had to always be going like the Energizer Bunny. And I can remember one time I was at home and I was sitting, looking at television, just relaxing. And my husband came in at the time. And instead of me just still chilling, I jumped up and I think I pretended I was making the bed or vacuuming or something because I just felt like I should be doing something. And I started looking, you know, thinking about self-care and reading on self-care and seeing how important it was and how I felt, you know, when you take care of yourself you feel so much better that you can do the things that you want to do for other people. But if you're tired and worn out and overwhelmed, then you don't have the energy. You don't have the drive. You don't have the, you know, you just don't care. You don't want to do it. So yes, I talk about self-care. I don't care if it's five minutes a day, but take some time and look out the window or take some time and take a walk whatever it is, buy yourself some flowers. You know, I have all kinds of things that I do for self-care, but it's all about me and what makes me happy. So if you were to give a recipe for self-care, is that something that you can do or is it so individual that it's really up to the person? It's individual, but there are some things that it's universal. And the first one is you need some downtime, some new time where you unplug and you just kind of, you know, you're listening to yourself, just quiet. Everybody needs to do that. And however they do it, some people are quiet and they meditate. Some people are quiet and they pray. Some people in their quiet time, they're journaling. Some are walking, but it's the quiet time. So it's taking the different components and then making it yours. You may not want to journal, but I journal. And in my quiet time, that's what I'm doing, writing. Another person in their quiet time meditates. I remember when I first started meditating uh, in the very beginning, I could meditate. I remember the very first time I was at school and I fell asleep in the class. <laughs> you know, I woke up and it's like, oh my God, you know, and then I could do it like for three minutes and I just kept adding to it until now I'm pretty good at for about 20 minutes. I can meditate, but before I couldn't quiet my mind. So finding what works for you and then making it work and not saying, well, oh, Conchetta meditates and Conchetta journals. I need to do that too. When your quiet time may be walking around the track, looking at the birds and just, you know, listening to nature. That's one way that I can take self-care and then, you know, make it universal. But yeah, taking the time to, like I said, just be quiet doing something for your body. Like I love warm baths with body oils and scrubs and just relaxing with my candles. So finding what makes you happy, 
and whatever that is. But yes, a nice bath. Some people like long, warm showers, those types of things. Sleep is very important. I didn't used to like to sleep. I used to always say, I can sleep when I get old. And people would say, you're just nosy because you think you're going to miss something. Well, that too, I am nosy. But I just felt like with sleeping, I would be missing out on life. And now I realize that sleep is so important. And I make sure that I, you know, if my body says you need to take a nap, then I'll take a nap. Or if it says you need to go to bed at seven o'clock and I don't care if it's still light outside. So I listen to my body. So those are the type of things that people could do and then just make it work for their personal self, how it works for them. That's terrific. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Just a shout out today, I had the best sleep score on my Fitbit I've ever had. I had an 88. Wow. I've never had, I've had 87 a couple of times, but never had 88. So I'm feeling really good and rested and really ready to, to go today. What advice do you have for somebody who's thinking about working with a coach? I think that they should definitely do it. I think that they need to make sure that they've picked a right coach. Because the right coach will help you to feel good about yourself and will help you to accomplish those goals. If you get someone and you don't have the personalities don't mesh, the coaching style does not mesh, you're not going to do the work and they're not going to feel you when you're not feeling it. Sometimes you need a little bit more, sometimes a little less. But if you have the right coach, you guys mesh and you get it done. So you want to make sure that the person is the right personality for you. And then once you've made the decision to do it, be coachable, because that's the hardest thing that you get a coach, but then the coach tells you what to do. And then you're trying to tell the coach why that won't work, or you're trying to give the coach what worked in the past. And it's like, if you're paying for a coach, then be coachable and do the work. That's the most important part because a coach can give you what you need, but if you don't do the work, nothing's going to change. That's so funny because as you admitted to the audience, you were not coachable when you started coaching. (laughs) What, What was it that shifted you? Because you had to shift from that attitude of there's nothing this young kid can tell me to, wow, she changed my life. What was it? And I think it was because not only was I coaching, but I was part of her mastermind. So I already had made up in my mind, okay, I'm just going to do this. And then I'll be able to say, see, nah, 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 nah. And so as she was telling me stuff, at first I wasn't like really doing the homework and I'd come into the mastermind group when we would need to report out. I wasn't taking, you know, I'd be like, listen, what can I say? What can I say? And just kind of off the top of my head, say something. And then I said, you know what? Let me just, let me try this. Let me really try this and do what she's suggesting that I do. So the first assignment, I did it and things worked out. And then as we were talking and she, and I'm listening and I'm like, okay, this little young girl, she can tell me something. Then I started wanting to like, okay, what's she going to tell me next? And I started looking forward to her wisdom. And so that's what it is. It's like finding the right coach for you. And I always tell her she's mother love. Her coaching style is the mother love type. She has to tell me like when I didn't do my homework, she'll say, hear my heart. You know, she would always start instead of saying, look, you jerk, you know, (laughs) hear my heart. And then she would give you whatever it was. And then when I started coaching with her coach, Monique, 
Monique was a little bit, you could tell she really cared about you getting the work done and her bringing it to you, but it came in a different way. And I needed both of those styles to bring me to do the work. So once I just made up my mind, you just need to do it, you know, give it a chance. And that's what you have to do. Give it a chance and don't go into it with, she can't tell me nothing, but I'm just going to be here, you know, and that's how it started. And yeah, it was crazy though, but I'm like, she can't tell me nothing. I know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. You're funny. No, I didn't know what I needed to do. And she gave me, you know, that action plan that, you know, I went from this step to the next step, to the next step. And she was there along the way supporting. So, yes. And you mentioned supporting. I always say, especially in my coaching program where I teach people to be coaches, I talk about two skills coaches have to have. They have to be able to support and they have to be able to challenge. And it sounds like you got your support from Danae and your challenge from Monique. It's, <laughs> it's like you're not going to progress if you just have someone who's just always patting you on the back and telling you how wonderful you are. And, oh, it's okay, honey, you didn't get your work done. You need somebody to push you and actually see the potential that you have when you can't even see it yourself and believe in you when you can't believe in yourself and kind of shine the light. I see you over here. Can you see you there? Is that a place you want to go? And they both did. They both saw in me things that I didn't see in myself. When it came to the speaking, Danae saw that first because I was like, I want to speak, but I'm scared. Danae saw it and she started saying, well, maybe you should speak. And I'm like, I'm I'm not going to do that. I don't, I'm scared. (laughs) You know, and, you know, Monique saw things in me that I didn't see. And it's things that I'm doing now that they saw way before I saw it. Yeah, that's one of the beauties of a coach. You know, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. I just had a client ask me today, why is it that other people can see things in me that I can't see myself? And it's easy because you have blinders on when it comes to yourself. You see the worst in you. You never see the best in you. Other people see what you really are, and it just helps to have them see it and point it out to you. And if you trust them and believe them, you can move into that space. And most of the ladies that I have coached, I could see stuff in them and they just didn't see it. And with working with me, I see the things that they have been able to accomplish. And it makes me proud. I'm like a proud mama, like, oh, my goodness, that book out. I kept telling you, you had a book in you. You know, one lady did her book and started her prayer line. Uh, One lady opened her real estate office. So all of the ladies that I've worked with, you know, the things that they have been dreaming about doing or wanting to do, they actually did it. And I just I'm thankful because they trusted me to help them to, to soar. That's terrific. Could we go back to what you something you said earlier about finding the right coach for you? Do you have any thoughts about how a person could actually do that? What do you recommend? So basically, most coaches do something like a discovery session or something where you have an opportunity to just kind of talk with that person and see if the personalities match. And I would suggest that you do that as for recommendations from people, what their experience was. And then again, before you sign on the dotted line and give over your money, have an opportunity to talk with that coach to just make sure that, yeah, I like talking to her. It works. And I laughed because I recently went through a coaching session with a young lady and I just wanted to sign up, 
you know, for what she was offering. And she wouldn't let you sign up that way. You had to do a session with her discovery session. And so we were laughing and talking. And I said, yeah, what's going on with this making me talk to you? And she said, for this reason right here, just needed to see if we were compatible. You know, if you like my personality, if I thought that I could work with you. And I said, that makes sense. I said, because at first I was a little upset, like, woman, I'm trying to give you my money. And, you know, I was trying to look on Instagram, like, where am I signing up? And I was like, you know what? That is true because we might not have meshed at all. So yes, look for the free stuff. A lot of coaches have Facebook pages or, you know, they have other things before you sign on the dotted line that you can kind of get to know them and know if this is somebody that you'd like to direct your life because that's exactly what they'll be doing. That's right. And I think that's right. I have a free coaching session that I do. I love that your coach admitted that it is a two-way street. It's not just you interviewing your coach. Your coach is also interviewing you. And there are people that I didn't want to work with. I always refer them to someone else that I think would be a good match. But there are people that I have chosen not to work with. And I Um, do that too now. But before I didn't, and I was just taking everybody that came. And there was one lady that I got when I knew that I was going to have a session with her. It was such drudgery to do it. I had to get my whole mind right to sit through this session because she just wasn't coachable. I would tell her one thing and she'd come back with why it wasn't working, why it wouldn't work. And it was, it's like, you're just counting down, like how much more time does she have? Is this over yet? So now it's like, I definitely want to do my discovery sessions because yes, I need to make sure that we work well together. Right. Well, I want to thank you for spending this time with us. And I just want to ask you if there's any final words you want to share with the audience. Anything you've got coming up? How do people get a hold of you? People can find me. My website is www.satwoman.com. My Facebook group is Confident Woman. She's all that. So they can find me there. I'm there all the time. So you'll get an opportunity to know my personality because I'm always popping in for a Facebook Live. I am working on a girl's weekend. It's not totally done yet because I'm still looking with the uh, working on some of the vendors. It's a weekend of August 27th and 28th, which the information will be in the Facebook group. And so that's how they can find me on Facebook is where I am. I do have Instagram and it's Conchetta Jones and I'm starting to be there more, but Facebook is definitely where you can find me. Okay. Terrific. Thank you. I'll put all of that in the show notes. Okay. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. I know you're very busy. You have lots going on and you do have to get in that self-care. I'm sure. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me and our audience. Thank you for having me. This is good because this is something that I had to work on. Thanks, Danae. And thanks, Monique, because I wasn't doing this at all. (laughs) So, yes, thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that you'll join me next week when I'll be talking with Coach Nigel Beckles about coaching people to avoid the most common relationship mistakes. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast and remember to subscribe.